on today's episode of Keynote Saturday is something we found in the archives of Gary speaking at a keynote in San Diego circa 2014-2015. So what you're about to hear is the Q&A portion from the smaller private keynote. Shout out to Nick Unsworth for arranging the keynote. We wanted to give you specifically the Q&A portion because just like Gary, we felt that Q&A gives you, the listener, the most value since it can be something many people resonate with better. This was recorded nearly 10 years ago and a lot of it still applies today. So I hope you enjoy and have a great Saturday. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What's your name? Eileen. Eileen. Met you four years ago. You recommended video. Mm-hmm. Used it in my business. Yep. Quadrupled my income in the last four or five years. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night. <laughs> Ser- seriously, with a two or three minute interaction like this, it yeah. was, it was um, I made a critical mistake. Okay. I stopped doing it okay. because I got busy. Yes. Okay, so one of the things I want to ask you, so what is next? Because I started with the flip camera you told me to start with. Then we upgraded. Didn't focus on my business at all, by the way. Zero. Yep. First 18 months only focused on the community. Yep. That's why you have a business. I mean, guys, this is the same old game, right? Like, what happens next is at that 18-month mark, you needed to audit yourself and you needed to hire people to do the dumb that you didn't need to be doing so that you could have continued to kind of execute against uh, what was going on, right? I mean, I think, look, I've gotten miraculously more busy than I was four years ago, but I'm still engaging and replying to people's tweets and writing back to emails and taking time and all that stuff. Not because I'm the greatest guy ever, because it's what matters. And I hire people to do the things that matter less, even though I can do them better. See. See, the key of growing is understanding when somebody executing at an eight instead of your 11 is better for you. And that's hard for a lot of people. It's easy for me because I'm a slob, I'm not a perfectionist, I failed all my fucking classes. That's always been the way I thought about it, right? But a lot of people do things that are commodity work that they could, and, and, and even non-commodity work, but you've gotta find a balance, and by the way, That's not also the answer. Maybe you've just hit the work-life balance upside that you want. I don't know what you want. See, I know what I want and I know that requires what I have to put into it. So for me, it's not what's next. What's next is, what's next in the way you asked the question to the advice I give you then that will work for you is what I wrote about in this book, which is producing content on the places people pay attention to matters, right? Like it's gonna matter. Like understanding the picture that feels like a very natural picture that you put out on Instagram but is setting you up to do business matters. It matters. Like understanding how to make an infographic for your business and putting it on Pinterest with a female-centric mentality behind it, that matters. So creating content, it's always been content, it always will be content. Right? It's the thing, what do we most care about? Movies and music, it's content. Content is king. Where we make that content and how we make that content is changing. When television came along, you had to make a video instead of audio for radio. But with television, at least this is how it played out, those videos had to be spectacular. Ultimately those commercials became 30 second movies and shows, right? They're high quality. My belief is in social, we respond better because we got so tired of 50 years of polish, we respond better to authentic, right? We respond better to just like, your picture doesn't have to be perfect. 
Right, I mean, you remember my, my advice to video four years ago. Everybody wanted to do video shows that look like TV. Wine Library TV looked like I was a hostage. No audio, no lighting, right? Like, just, like, real, you know? And it worked because it's, it was holistic to what I wanted to do, which was I wanted to take the pretentiousness out of wine, right? Um, so, co- micro-content. Micro-content. The day in, day out, videos and pictures and infographics and animated GIFs, and all the stuff that works on the internet that brings awareness to what you're doing with a great balance of give, 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 and then asking once in a while in that same format. And delegate other stuff, not that. Yeah, I mean, you should always be, every person in this room should wake up every day, you'll never do that, I don't either. Quarterly, this is a great time to do it. Yearly, you know, just like we all wanna lose weight, you should be auditing what am I doing and can I cut the bottom 20% of what I do day in and day out and delegate that to somebody else because then I can do the things that really drive my business. (laughs) Yeah, that was easy. Hello. So, hello, what's your name? I'm Emily, Emily, and I'm a doctor, and in the last six months, I realized that there's something about fat that I'm not 100% alive, and I'm really an artist and a okay. healer, Okay. and when people get inspired and they're just 100% alive, that makes me happy. So I was thinking today, I just got an idea of, I love celebrities, I love big events, I love socializing, Okay. and so... How do I create a business that maybe I'm working with celebrities who feel terrible about themselves when they're not in public, who are maybe a little depressed, anxious, but they might also provide some networks of me doing um, charity work abroad or social events where I can impact more people with just their heart feeling whole. Yep. But where do you find them? What People are not going to be searching for that. What do you call that? What do they want? Because people are not going to say, I want to be a better person, or I, I want to heal my heart, or I want to stop the racing mind, because they probably don't know they have a racing mind. You need to be on the offense, right? So to me, you need to storytell first. Like, you need to put out content. Like, you need to, basically, I have no idea what the f- you're talking about. <laughs> I'm serious. You know, I'm being dead serious. Like, you could be talking about, like, I'm trying to, like, uh, in real time, be like, are you talking about happiness, coach? Are you talking, like, there's a, I don't know exactly what you're talking about, which means you desperately need to start putting out videos, written white papers, whatever, however you communicate to the world, whether it's video, whether it's audio, whether it's written word, whether it's through pictures, you need to communicate, it's on you to communicate to the world first and then have them reverse engineer. What business model you take from that, well, those are well-established. You're either gonna do consulting, you're either gonna do event marketing, you're either gonna represent people. I mean, there's a, nobody's inventing new business models. I just hope everyone understands. There's no invention of new business models. There's just execution in the new marketplace. And so all that I'm doing with social media is what I did with email marketing. Right, like it's just the same old thing over and over. It's just our attention goes to different places. What do you think, video game marketing, that billion dollar, they didn't invent anything. It's display advertising. You know, you're playing, you know, some game and there's a Pepsi machine in the video game in the background. That's been around forever. Nobody's inventing new, nobody asked me going forward, how am I gonna make money? They're all figured out. Pick which ones you want, you know, and decide to go there. You know, and so, you know, I could have classes and I could have events, but I don't, I choose to, build my business a different way and I, don't, and I think people do it 
whichever way feels right for them. I put out all my thoughts in a $20 book, 13, right? But I use it as a leverage point to build, you know, one of the biggest new, you know, digital agencies. Like every, you can monetize, I, I get paid to speak. Like you decide how you want to monetize that feels right for you. But first, if you're trying to sell people on the healing, happiness, behind the scenes, whatever that is, you've got to story tell first. I built business, you know, it's funny. I built VaynerMedia recently. Like, the reason I was so quiet in 2012 and you know, early 13 by my standards was I went back and started building a business again. I wanted to remind everybody that the reason I'm worth listening to is because I actually build businesses, right? I, you know what I did? I'm giving you advice to tell your story or, and execute. I did that, you did too. If you're a doctor, you've put in the work. You need to story tell. Uh, you know, when I came out and started becoming somebody of talking about things, I was already 32 years old and already been, built a business, or you know, already built a $70 million business. That was the tangible advice. I wasn't saying it while I was coming up. If 17-year-old dude in the background, right, who I like quite a bit and keep referencing, I'm not gonna listen to his business advice, not because he's 17, unless he actually built a business. Right, like, like so, you know, I don't know, I'm a big fan of only listening to people that have actually done the thing they're giving advice about. I mean, to me, that's the craziest going on. Hey, Hi Justin. Gary, I'm uh, Justin Finkelstein, and um, I've been over the last couple of months. I've been building my whole audience on SoundCloud, and I basically Love it. tell other people's stories. But I noticed Love in SoundCloud. your, I noticed well, that's what I'm working yeah. to hear. I noticed in your book, it's not mentioned. Nobody's really talking about it. Yep. Can you speak a little bit about the platform? The reason nobody's talking about it, quote unquote, is this focus to me was on the businesses more than a personal brand. Audio is very difficult, you know. Slash, not really, right? But for me, meaning, here's what I mean. Personality audio is easier, right? Look, we're living through a, a resurgence of podcasts, as a lot of people know, right, in the tech space over the last year or two. Um, but audio is, you know, if you look at what's really working in today's society, it's picture-based. Pictures are the killer app, right? You know, if you look at your, if you look at Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, Instagram, and you look at them on your phone, they're all the same product. It's pictures. Audio is very different. There's a time commitment mm. that we are not willing to give a society at the highest of scale. The number one asset, the number one commodity that we all treasure right now is time. And that limits audio's upside because time is required at such a heavy weight. Doesn't mean it's not important. As a matter of fact, I believe it's an advantage. If you're able to communicate in audio form, I think SoundCloud is incredible. I'm a huge fan. I love that you're jamming on there. And, uh, and that's great. I mean, the reason I don't talk about it though, it's dramatically less practical to a lot of people. And more importantly, this book was predicated on all the learnings that I've learned from VaynerMedia for the last 18 to 24 months, and we don't have any learnings from SoundCloud. So I don't like to talk about shit. I don't know what the I'm talking about. Great, thanks a lot. Yeah. So, um, What's your name? Nisha. Nisha. Uh, so actually the first time I came across you, I didn't like you because you used a lot of F-bombs. Yes. So it was a little over the top. Yes. But then uh, you kind of grew on me and I did some research on that team you're crazy about. And yes. I actually don't have a question. I do have a question, but I want to follow the advice in your book, which is the jab, 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 yes. right hook. And the jab that I wanted to ask the whole audience to work with me on is what can we do to help you win that that prize, you know. You the, mean by the New York Jets? Yeah, like I'm sure the bunch of us here and the networks we have can make it happen. Yep. And um, I challenge everyone here to kind of join me on that is because the guy who owns it actually, um, I did Woody some Johnson? Yeah, so I guess you know more than I do, but <laughs> he, 
He spent $600 million when the worth of the team is about $200 million, which is kind of crazy when you have that kind of money. But I think what he cares about, his daughter died of diabetes when she was 30 years old. And That's right. It's heartbreaking to lose your child, no matter what. And I think there's an angle there because we are all human beings. So that's kind of just an opening. I do have my own sort of business I'm working on, but I'm so effed up about that right now that... That I probably should probably get some therapy for us before I actually do it, or I'll mess the whole thing up. Thanks. Thank you, Nisha. <laughs> Um, you know, as, uh, that's very nice. And listen, you know, it's so funny. As you were asking that, it's, it's funny. It, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's, th- the number one thing I would tell everybody to do is bet on your strengths, right? Like, I'm so fascinated by the, the amount of money made in America on teaching us to fix the things that we're not naturally good at. And something just happened during your question that reminded me of that, and here's what it is. The reason I love jab, 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 right hook, give, 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 and then ask, is I'm uncomfortable the other way. You, I'm never uncomfortable. You wanting to help me buy the jets and getting everybody help made me feel uncomfortable. I don't like getting without giving first. And, and it's just so interesting. And so what it made me think was question, okay, maybe I'm giving advice to people who only want to get, 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 and so how do I help them build infrastructure so whether, maybe they don't, maybe they're not the engine of giving, but maybe they surround themselves with a team that is doing that. I just wanted to share that. Cool. You, that gentleman right there in front of you. Yep. Hey Gary, my name's Andy Hagen. I'm a DJ here in San Diego. I do weddings and parties and events. Awesome, I've, Andy. I've had a brand that I brought with me from Minnesota when I got to San Diego, and not too many people knew it out here. Now I've been okay. here for 14 years. Cool. And I'm pretty well established with a lot of the venues and a lot of the other pros. They recommend. Are you me a, a lot. Vikings fan or a Chargers fan? I'm a Vikings fan. Good. And it's yeah. And uh, respect. My, <laughs> my question is: is I'm about to do a brand relaunch, and okay. I'm just curious if you had the chance to do a whole brand makeover on any one of your businesses or something similar to what I'm trying to do, what would be your first things or what would be your, your for sure go-to things to do? Or how would you have fun doing it? Even the way you posed the question makes me immediately intuitively think that you're overthinking it. Okay. Okay? So like, I think when people talk about brand, like speci- specifically when you're providing a service like what like you do and you're a human being, I always get this feeling like everybody's trying to figure out like which WWF wrestling character should I be, right? And I get like completely, like I always want to take a step back, right? So everybody around me in the last five to seven years, my handlers, my agents at CAA, my speaking, my all this, every one of them has asked me, stop talking, like, this was the biggest conversation three, four years ago. Don't talk about wine and business and the Jets and cursing and all this. You're not a stand, like, they, they asked me to narrow what I was, right? They're like, you can't talk about wine and business and the Jets and this, like, you're confusing the market. I'm like, you're, what are you talking about, right? Like, there's this cookie cutter thought about branding that is so broken. What you want, my advice to you is to just be you. Right, to not overthink what brand you're trying to, to be, this is, you know, it's very easy for you to articulate what value you bring, right? That you, you provide entertainment in these events, you're good at it, you've done it for a long time. I think what you may be asking me, 
even subconsciously is a slightly different question, which is where is the opportunity market? You know, and that's what I think is the differentiation that I'm trying to understand. Go ahead. No, yeah, that, that's probably more of it. Like, it, it, there's some missed opportunities I've had with my brand in the past. Like, what six, does that seven, mean? Talk well, with Facebook or okay. with any social Got marketing it. and stuff. Um, if I could start with a clean slate and have a better. Um, so you feel you don't feel great about the stuff you've put out on those platforms, right? You threw too many right hooks. I, I feel like that, yeah. And so the best part is America loves the redemption. So just stop doing dumb <laughs> and everybody will be pumped. Perfect. You, do you know what I mean though? I mean, you know, just, by the way, there's a yang to the ying that I said earlier. Remember when I said you're not entitled to anything and like, you, you know, you're only good as your last day? Well, it's kind of the cool thing about entrepreneurship. If you screwed it up for the last seven years, just stop screwing it up and go forward and you'll see the results of the good thing. You know what I mean? I think that's really the way to look at it. All right, thanks. Yeah, you got it, brother. Uh, how about the gentleman all the way to back against the wall? What's your secret to actually doing like making it happen? I, I think there's a couple things. First of all, if I could give every one of you one thing, if I could inject, it'd be self-awareness. Because if you have self-awareness, you've got a prayer. Now, not everybody has it. So like the advice I'm about to give first is to the self-aware. You know, to the self-aware in the room, you A, know what motivates you. Right? You know, do other people motivate you? Does money motivate you? Does you know, the work-life balance? Like, trying to really deeply get into what motivates you is important. But, the, but really what the big game is, is how do you get to the truth? You know, the reason people don't do things is because of the truth. You know, they don't want to face the truth. We trick the living shit out of ourselves. Like the human brain, it lets us do incredible things. If the day, you know, I got an answer. You know how like when you got to college slash a little bit older, do you know that real big shift we all went through between high school and then let's say whether it was, like between 16 and 23, like when you're 14 or 15, you can't take any jokes about you, you just don't have your self-esteem up enough, right? You're against it, and somewhere by 22, you're making jokes about yourself and everything just got a lot better and easier. I'm trying to figure out how to articulate that same business version. I, from the get, knew what I sucked at, knew what I was good at, and didn't care that I sucked at those things and just went. Like for, and also knew what I tapped out at, right? Like I know how I'm gonna buy the New York Jets. You know, maybe it's gonna be some amazing random woman in San Diego that helps me get it, <laughs> but that wasn't the game plan, right? The game plan was betting on my strengths, which is I, don't, I can't build Facebook and Twitter, right? I can't become a hedge fund this. What I can do is build brands. So long term, I'm gonna launch a bubble gum or a sneaker brand. I will build something that I will sell for multi-billions of dollars and then have a chance to do it. I've known this forever and I've been doing everything in my career towards it. Retail, now an agency that represents billion dollar brands. The way to really do stuff is to do the stuff you actually like to do. And everybody's tricking you along the way, including yourself, of all the other things you need to do. When you become whole and confident enough, like this is just what I do, and, and this is the real brain when you're okay with where it taps you out at, when you're like, cool, I'm only gonna make $300,000 a year, when you can get there, or 50, or five million, or whatever it may be, when you just can get cool with where you're at, and what you're good at, and what that leads itself to, a couple of funny things happen. You start saving a lot of time on other stuff, which allows you 
to play the game slightly different and opens up other opportunities that you would have never had. So I think, you know, it's impossible for me to give you this, there's no tactic, this is not like do 10 sit-ups, right? You're asking me like, I know that I need to do sit-ups, how the hell do I get to do the sit-ups? The truth is, you just, you, you don't do the sit-ups. You do something else, you run, right? You do push-ups, you do backflips in the pool, you do the that you wanna do. And like, I really believe in that tremendously. Like, I'm terrible at anything that I don't wanna do. And so is everybody else. Let's go over here. Young lady over here. I'm Jessica. Jessica. I wonder if you could speak to the fact that some businesses deal with more private issues in a consumer's life. Okay. And I feel that it can be challenging sometimes to reach them on social media. For example, I work with eating disorders. Yeah. Not everybody wants to identify. You said it was about the identity. And like, not everybody wants to identify. Yeah, but you're thinking about the notion of like people, like, oh, it's so easy for you, wine guy, right? (laughs) People say they're drinking wine and you can jump into that. But you're just looking at it from one tactic. Again, your business, since people aren't openly sharing it, is not super different than Doc over here. It's on you to put out great content that reaches them. So, if I'm you, right, I'm figuring out very quickly how to story tell around your issue. I mean, nobody has more upside than you because I've looked at eating disorder data. I mean, you have a lot of young women that are in that game, especially early on. 70 million. They live on these three platforms. If you don't figure out how to put out content on Snapchat, Instagram, and Pinterest around this issue, like you should start a series of did you know. Like You know the answers to certain questions that if I said something you would answer, well flip it and start a series of did you know and like ways to help people. You, you're in the public broadcasting business. right? You're in PSA business. That's what you're in. You just have to make it micro. No more 30 second, no, no more you know, I did it because of you, like drug TV commercials, right? That, that, that's over, that's 80s for all you youngsters. Um, what you need to do is make those versions of that content. So you have to put out content and then you have to be smart about your mechanics. Maybe for you, on, you put out a piece of content, it drives to a page and then that page contacting you can be anonymous. Because if I made the contacting anonymous, my belief is that I would get more young women feeling more comfortable to say I have a problem, and then if I can talk to them, maybe on the second transaction they'll give me their name, versus them coming to the website, seeing that they have to put their name, and backing out. So you just need to figure out your funnel. Okay. Cool. How about the gentleman in the white hat I promised to back there? Did, did I answer your question? Hold on. You, you know, I mean like, you're not gonna be able to jump into you're not gonna get massive shares, but you don't need massive shares. I mean, do you believe, listen, for everybody that looks like me that makes lots of money and being out there, there's people that are making six times more money than me that you've never heard of. Like, there's a lot of ways to skin it, right? So you're not gonna win the eight, but you may get massive shares because you have to think about how to do it. Like, when you could do fluffier content that is did you know, that isn't a hard hitting issue, but it's an innuendo that was more likely to be shared on Pinterest than not. You know what I mean? I mean, you're not gonna put like negative, like hardcore messaging, that's not gonna be shared. But like, you could put out enormous amounts of content that leads to you, and that leads to that conversion. Yeah, I made an app, and that works. I mean, a lot of people are using it, but I just feel that. It's content. You have to get the social media exposure. But you don't need to get the social media exposure because nobody wants an innuendo that they have an eating disorder if they don't want anybody to know, which makes a ton of sense, it's private. But you could still be putting out tons of content There's also thousands, tens of thousands of people that find this issue to be very powerful, 
right? You have, you have millions of men and women who've been cured from or are on the right track from eating disorders that would be thrilled to share. I just, uh, you've, you're a very obvious case of a question for me. You've decided to narrow in on the negative instead of realizing all the positive, right? You're like, woe is me, I can't do this. Who gives a fuck, don't do it, and do all the other shit. You can do a load of stuff. You're focusing on one little thing. That was for all of you, just so you know. That was, a, that was me ranting to like make sure everybody heard that. Cool. Yes, sir. Hey, Gary. My name is Michael. Um, my wife and I just finished uh, a web series. Okay. And we're about to release it. Like it hasn't even been, we just literally finished editing it two weeks ago. You mean uh, a video? A vi- yeah, it's, it's an eight part series. So Got it's it. eight episodes. They're about two to three minutes each. So we're nice. really super excited about the micro content. Congr- congrats. Um, it's called Saved by the Pole. Okay. Um, and it's uh, basically um, set in the world of a strip club. So we want to, it's comedic, it's funny, it's, it's tasteful. Um, we want to <laughs> get. <laughs> yeah, don't judge him. <laughs> don't judge him. <laughs> We, want, uh, we actually have one of the stars of The Sopranos in it, Vinny Pastore, who played Big Pussy, so we yep. were able to do some good stuff. Um, so we want to basically get people to see it, eyeballs to watch it. Um, ultimately, our goal is to get, have it go viral and uh, get the attention of Netflix, Hulu, and some of the big, the big uh, companies to so basically buy it or... or right, so you're myself. basically putting out a web series yes. and, and you want to turn it into money, yeah. like the eight other billion web series that are gonna come out next week. Exactly. Okay, so what's the question? How do we do that? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think, you know, I think number one, I think number one, uh, it was the first thing I talked about when I got here, mm-hmm. which is if the web series sucks, no tactic is gonna help you. Right. If it's great, you already have a prayer, right? right? You know, to me, what I talk about in my book, what I believe in most is you take the best four, five, six seconds from those three minutes and you put out that content and make it shareable, right? So like that's one thing, that's a tactic to think about. Number two, relentless without spamming awareness tactics. You should, how long have you been taping this series? Uh, We just shot it in New York. Uh, about a year ago, but we got pregnant in between, so Congrats. we had to take some time off. That's awesome. <laughs> so now that he's seven months old, now we're back on it. We just finished it. editing it, so we had to take a little little break. Awesome. You should have figured out the 500 people on Twitter that you think could have affected this outcome of viewership, and you should have, a year ago, started building relationships with them so that your first, everybody tries to make stuff happen, and they do it when the, you know how you sell a book? You sell it a year before it comes out. You don't sell it when it comes out because now you're running out of time. And when you don't have time, you go in for the right hook without any jabs. You immediately have to go home, map the 500 people, whether they're producers, whether they're executives at Netflix. You have to do work. You have to map the 500 people that matter to, that can drive success for this, former strippers, like whatever it is. <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm being serious. And you need to start building a relationship with them. Okay. Maybe replying to what they're talking about. It's not about you. Because if you're just gonna tweet 10, 15 random people and be like, hey, check out our thing, you're just asking with no context. That never works, right? So my biggest piece of advice is one, think about how to take the best clips and make them smaller and get them out there. But two, parallel, build some relationships so that people drive awareness to those smaller clips to create more sharing, to bring more awareness. But that's what we did, because originally it was gonna be a 20 minute and then we cut it down to eight two minute segments. So now, my question, my other part is how do we release it? Should we release it all at once or like once a day or once a week? Or what? Like what Both have best? worked from what I've looked at. Again, a lot is predicated on the quality, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, but make sure you're distributing it everywhere you can. 
Um, that for sure, you just, you know, don't worry about it being ex- anywhere exclusive. Also give a lot of thought to websites that share, you know, college humor, yeah. like all those kind of distribution places, not just, not just social networks, actual dot-coms, break.com, like distribution, it's not just YouTube and mm. social networks. You know, hit up, you know, 9gag, there's just so many things out there. Okay. Oh, cool. you can see it's, on, it's called savedbythepole.com, the website's up. Thanks, brother. All right. Hey, Gary, my name is Dave. Hey, Dave. Uh, my question is, uh, you mentioned earlier that information is basically useless. Um, and, and I said that in, basically information is less valuable than it's ever been because it's at our fingertips. So <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm an affiliate marketer. Yep. And uh, all this great content that is being created by other people, all yep. this great information. Yep. Uh, is that something that you might recommend repurposing that in, in the different social networks and, and using that for um, providing value if I find it and just sharing that as opposed to maybe get, maybe creating uh, <clears throat> creating my content I think you know a- I think so listen I never like giving advice that I don't take myself I rarely DJ content I almost never I mean I have 120,000 tweets I think I've done like 50 pieces of content that hasn't been mine you know 92% of it is me engaging with you guys and the other 8% is like here's my stuff that's my tactic but you look at other people and they've done Jason Kotke Jason Hirschhorn like the reason I, lo- I, I think the answer is if you can do your own stuff and you can provide value, you do as much of that as possible. Because that brings, that's your equity, you get a lot of equity out of that. But much like following what's going on with EDM music, it's interesting to see the DJs having more brand equity than sometimes the artists. So there is a place for DJs because we like time. If I follow you on Twitter and I feel like you do a great job, if I think that you're spending four hours a day reading everything around the web and then I can consume it in 13 minutes, you've provided me value. Got it? So the answer is a mix to some degree. I should probably do a little more DJing, um, but, uh, but it comes down to what makes it work for you. Got it, thank you. Cool, man. Let's take this shaman in the hat. Uh, like a lot of people here, I, I read Crush It in about uh, a weekend, and for me, that's very fast, okay? Um, and I was completely inspired. I've worked in fashion for 13 years, and uh, so I was like, I think I could do that, you know? Like, I speak a lot, I'm gonna speak uh, at, a, at a fashion summit in two weeks from now. It's gonna, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curating the panel and stuff, so I'm into it. So I'm like, okay, pick a niche, I could do this. Been doing streetwear fashion specifically for 13 years, built brands, worked with brands. A year ago, I got hired. I was a creative director of a brand. And that put my, I I tried a YouTube channel and then I kind of put it on pause. So uh, we got sued by Burberry about a year ago uh, from now. (laughs) Okay, congrats. You know, uh, last year. So I'm like, (laughs) that's great. You know, I had my whole year planned for 13. I'm like going to China, going to Vegas for all of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I should check out my YouTube channel that I I started. I'm like, whoa, this still getting subscribers. So I dedicated the end of the year, the beginning of this year, and this is why Nick's stuff is so great for me, it's really speaking to me. I, I'm following you, like basically, this is great for me because I follow your advice. I've seen all your videos a million times. So I'm at a point where I feel like I'm jabbing. Yep. I have like 60 videos up, I try to drop three videos a week. It's called yep. Designer Advice. Um, uh, Designer John Phenom on YouTube is my channel. And so I'm trying to figure out, so this year I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep jabbing. I'm, re- I'm, I'm getting through the book, I'm keep jabbing. And I'm s- trying to speak somewhere every month because the venues don't really exist. So I- I'm gonna create some of the venues. Good for you. So here's my question. Please. 
How do I, how do I monetize? I mean, you know, the, so how do you monetize? Back to what I said earlier, which is all the monetizing ways have been created. We have to decide what you're best at and what you want to do. Do you want to build your personal brand so you can write a book and get paid to publicly speak? Do you want to sell a product, right? Do you want to build an agency because you're a creative director and you want to go that route? There's a lot of ways you can go. I think the real question to me, to you is from me, how do you want to monetize? Do you want to answer? Uh, yeah, I guess I gotta figure that out. There's a, I mean, because there's. That, Let me I ask mean, you a better question. Yes. Using all the self awareness you have in your body, uh-huh. what do you think the best way for you to monetize is? Because, by the way, we're living through a very interesting time where everybody thinks they have to have their own business, which is not true. Like, we have to really understand that. And I know that's kind of like sacrilege to a room like this, but like, <laughs> but like, but like, maybe the best way for you to monetize is to become the creative director at Puma and make $900,000 a year. And ha- like, I don't know you. And I don't know what the best way for you to monetize is, right. but I promise you there's no confusion of how you monetize, right? Like you can start a brand and sell it through YouTube. I mean, it, how good are you? And like, what are you good at? But like, there's plenty of ways to monetize. And by the way, giving away shit for free is an incredible way to start to monetize. Let me explain. I've got like 50 DJs at this point since Crush It that I've literally built their careers completely unpredicated on them giving away two or three events for free up front within whatever genre they wanted to be in. Because it's the best word of mouth business ever. You do one wedding for free and you're good. There's seven other people at that wedding that are about to get married and you get their business. This notion of not giving stuff away for free is insanity. So, you know, you wanna get paid to speak at events? Go do a bunch of them for free, like I did. And now I get paid a lot, right? And so, but not because I did it for free, because I was awesome at it, right? And so like, you have to be good too, right? Like you could give away a free DJing at a wedding and you might ruin the wedding. No referrals, (laughs) right? Like if you can execute, it's easy. But then people get romantic and philosophical about it. Like that's my time, that's what I actually sell. You're not entitled to right? So give, put out, Put out the work and the network effect will happen if you're good enough. And if you're not, cool. Try the next thing that you might be good at. Everybody's got something. It just, it's true. Now, but not everybody should have their own business. And being self-aware enough to know, hey, here's what I'm great at. Let me be a, you know how much money the number two through 15 person at VaynerMedia is gonna make? You know how much money and how much happiness and how much none of the pressure that I deal with they're going to have? So self-awareness is the theme. Maybe you're just a great number two, or a great number three, or just a great creative director. Maybe, and there's nothing wrong with that. And when you start tripling down on what you are and what you're good at, many better things start happening. Many better things. I'm very concerned about the notion of, you know, the social network movie came out. Everybody, you know, everybody thinks they're Mark Zuckerberg all of a sudden. Everybody's watching Shark Tank. Everybody thinks they're a f-ing entrepreneur. They're not. The amount of f-ing bull fake entrepreneurs that are rolling around America right now is ludicrous. People that never sold in their, if you didn't sell something before you were 15, 17, 19, 20 years old, you're not a salesperson. Do you understand that? And so like, like, 
I, you know, I think that there needs more and more self-awareness. Just like I didn't draw or create, when, but you did, right? So like, you know, like, you've gotta bet on what you are and you can't let what it looks like out there dictate. You just need to get true inside and start executing against that. It just works every time. Put, the reason I build big businesses with hundreds of employees is because I put players in the best position to succeed. What I'm asking you here tonight in San Diego to do is to get as self-aware with yourself as possible and put yourself in the best position to succeed. Don't try to do what you think is the right move. Don't do what you think is the biggest money-making opportunity. Do the thing that you've always done since you were a kid and triple, quadruple, and 10X down on that, period.